0: Welcome to another exciting edition of Near Mint Comic Radio, your local comic shop shrunk down, gamma irradiated with both its parents, tragically killed before its eyes, and aired live every week, only on the non-productive network, the only place that would have us. I'm your host, Frank, joined in studio as always by Ken and Pete. Hello, Ken and Pete. Hey, Frank. Greetings, true believer. Greetings, Pete. Oh, my God, we actually got an almost decent uh, response from Pete. That's, Nanu, that's Nanu. rare. Rare. Uh, no, we're We're slipping. We're slipping. Was there ever a Mork for more comic there had to have been?
1: Oh, I believe so. There had to have you been. You
0: bet your sweet Bippy. So on Near Mid, we rank and review comics from best to worst. That's Mint, Near Mid, good, fair, and poor to you newbies and try to guide you on what to read and what might be better to avoid on this week's episode. We're going to do one of those special episodes where we all talk about one comic event's together we are doing dc's dark Knights. part of their metal tie-in for some reason it is an interesting uh thing that has been going through the dc universe all summer long into the fall we're now wrapping up there's actually a are quite a number of issues left to be uh released i believe this month yeah. Yeah. I there's believe a, there's at least two issues. So yeah. this story arc has been going crazy. Uh it is how do we describe this to new listeners and to uh, new readers?
1: Well, first of all, I want to point out mm-hmm. to, to those of you looking to pick things up, this is Dark Knights with just an N. You want to know N-I-G-H-T-S. how much that messed me up.
0: How much that messed me up. Dark Knights, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Not the K N. It's it's not like a armored knight. Right. It this is like as the time a that nighttime. is not daytime.
0: Right. Uh, so best to describe this is uh, DC has been imploding and exploding its multiverse after New 52 and Rebirth. They've kind of organized things out to a, sh- a clean fifty-two different realities in their multiverse, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And Dark I think that's Knights... Where we're at right I believe now. so. And Dark Knights proposes that there is, in fact, a I guess fifty-two extra, or at least one extra negative universe that's underneath the, uh, everything. The dark, the dark multiverse. The dark multiverse. And in this dark multiverse, there's a basically really. This is a bunch of evil Batmans. The way the
2: way that they put it, it's it's the it's the 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 things that never should have should have happened
0: yes yeah, yeah. the concept we'll get a little deeper into what, how the metaphysics behind all of this but the uh gimmick is that these are a bunch of super evil Batman kind of themed to various members of the Justice League mm-hmm. that are wreaking havoc upon the uh DC uh, universe yes it is incredibly incredibly heavy metal and incredibly like, how do I put this? <laughs> this is a book I would have thought of in high school during history class instead of paying attention. Does that make any sense? What if, I, what I, if I, Batman, I've
1: known a long time, so yes, that totally I makes see. sense. What, what, what if Batman was evil, but he was also all of the Justice League?
0: Yeah, and also, like, what if uh, he was in Hellraiser for yes. like a good number of issues? Yes! It's... It is odd. It is definitely a, a particular slice of cake. You have to enjoy this kind of thing to really want to go deep into it. But the good thing is, I think, about the book is that it, you'll know whether or not you like it from the beginning. Yeah. It is uh, uh, awkward. So let's uh, let's start from the uh, beginning. What do we what are our opening thoughts about this? Can uh, Pete, would either of you like to take the floor first on how, what your feelings were going in to this?
1: I'll be honest. I was kind of iffy from the beginning. I I didn't know how I felt about, okay, it's the Justice League, but it's all Batman and all evil. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how these all fit together, but I've always been a a fan of the what if. Going back to... In DC, it's Elseworlds, but uh, Batman had a. Uh, they always had a strong history of combining him with the other superheroes. Yeah, I think. You know, the best uh, ones were speeding yeah. bullets was oh, yeah. one of the first ones where where it was. What if uh, the Superman crash landed in Gotham City and was raised by the Waynes? and he became Batman mm-hmm. or uh, there was Darkest Night and where he became Green Lantern. Green Lantern this I was like okay we've kind of seen this before but okay it's a uh it's a dark take on it it's it's what if everything went wrong too so I I, I was apprehensive but I went in with a uh an open mind I'm like it could be good it has a lot of the elements that I like to see
0: Ken, how about you? How did you uh, first walk uh, in on this?
2: I Well, I accepted this as the challenge that you gave us during the last episode, because I I haven't been reading DC mm-hmm. for a, a long time. Um, maybe just a few handful of things You've here and there. You've been out one of comics shots.
0: for a while now. Yeah,
2: but this did seem like something drastic and different, and I figured it's actually, believe it or not, just by, based on what I saw from the covers, I just thought it was kind of kitsch. You know, I mean, it's just like, it's just like this weird thing that we're doing with Batman. That's
0: all, you know, just I, like. I love Ken's definition of kitsch. Yeah. Like bondage gear and exposed it's organs. Batman. They've I'm done seeing,
1: everything with him at this point. So, I mean, I mean, I'm just like, it's just another thing to doing. I'm seeing like blow mold, light up Batman lawn ornaments. Yeah, You know what? When I Ken's would actually. Ken's picturing
0: kitsch. What if one of the Batman from the Dark Universe was like a Jonathan Walters Batman? That would have been interesting. <laughs> it's trying to fit in with everybody else. Yeah all right but
2: yeah. um but going into it like it, it, it's definitely interesting i like these different bruce waynes and how what he becomes is essentially an homage to the to the adversary that he faces or what has to take place in his life at that point yeah yeah it's got some really good things and it's got some things i'm not digging but yeah mm-hmm. i'm sure we'll get into it
0: F- for me i i when i first heard about this i also uh, was kind of itching to get back into reading dc i had Accidentally stopped reading around New Fifty Two, which was quite a while ago. Just had, Oops. Yeah, really, it was just very. It was an easy uh, falling off point as most yeah. m- a lot of um, jumping on points also have the risk of becoming falling off points because you're you know you're restarting things, you're coming from a fresh slate. It's easy to sort of fall off the wagon, and I did. So I was looking for a place to get started, and it was kind of hard to find that that good area. And this seemed so absurd. I was like, <laughs> I. How can I go wrong? Even if it's completely nonsensical, I deserve it. Because look at the Batman on the cover of this thing. It's very ridiculous. So I was excited about the potential of reading something that would be fun and potentially uh, a ball that I didn't have to worry too much about. Did Dark Knights deliver is the big question here.
2: Yeah, again, yes and no. Yeah. I, I, I think in in a traditional type of Elseworlds like Peter brought up earlier, I think that this is a fantastic story. I don't like the fact that this actually seems canon for a current DC. Really? I don't think it fits in, per, in personally for me. I, I think it's too Batman-centric when I'm tired of batman a little bit Mm. you know everything in dc tends to
0: revolve around batman constantly i would have thought that ken you would have thought the opposite of this for one reason uh while it is extremely batman centric we can't uh, listen batman is the elephant in the room he is one of the big three at dc and probably but but he's the big one at dc He's the big one at dc
1: and let's be honest this is the the truth. This is this has been DC's truth since around 1989.
0: Yeah, DC hasn't uh, like tried to do this recently for this line. It was going to happen anyways. So in a way, I give them bonus points. I give them credit for addressing that, making a Batman centered series uh, uh, of titles, but also removing Batman from it. Like yeah. Batman himself does not really show up in most of it. Uh, He
2: was there
1: for the prelude. He's not there, but he's at the center.
0: Yeah, he's not there, but he's at the center. So he still allows all the other characters in the DC Universe to say, all right, we all know you're here for the Batman. But we're all going to have our own place and part to play in it. Uh, what I, The reason why I thought Ken especially would be interested in this is because way back, you loyal listeners, we talked about Brian Michael Bendis leaving Marvel to join DC. And I asked my panelists, my esteemed co-hosts here, what you think they would be working on. And Ken's the one who said Hawkman. We haven't seen much from Hawkman recently. And this book does a good job at the front of sort of backdoor reintroducing Hawkman and making him a major part of the storyline. I I
2: actually give them credit for that. I think it was a strong opening. I don't like that as it progressed, we kind of lose some of that.
0: I do like that because I think, like I'm I'm arguing for Ken right now, I think you called it. I think you predicted it. And I do think we might, might see Bendis taking up Hawkman. So what you do is you foreshadow, right? That's how you write. You you introduce somebody, mm-hmm. you're saying like Hawkman's coming back. We're going to, he's coming back in a big way. We're going to use him as like this intro character for the storyline, but we're not going to waste Hawkman on this ridiculous heavy metal storyline about rock goth gods as Batman going to kick ass in this alternate universe. Instead, we're just going to foreshadow that he exists and he's a major part in the history of the world that we should all be paying attention to. And then later on, after this resolves, we're going to see a Hawkman centered story arc. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, what I'm thinking, that's what nice. I prefer to do than to see Hawkman sort of wandle, wa- waddle. wander oh. <laughs> through this uh, Batman-centric goth
1: beat. Honestly, Frank, I thought you were going for waddle, and I'm picturing like a hawk walking on two feet waddling.
0: That's right. That's yeah. right. That's what I would uh, like waddling to see. Waddling like a hawk. Waddling just like a hawk. So that's the part of me that thought you would enjoy... The 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 throwaway nature. And of don't get it. me wrong. Like in the
2: beginning, yeah, absolutely. But like I said, as you progress, like you know, Carter's voice is very very strong and dominant in those first issues.
0: Yeah, definitely in this setup.
2: And it just more but, like, and uh, here's where I died, or here's where I went yeah. away.
0: Hawkman definitely is not the the center point of this story. Well, how about you, Pete? What did you What did you feel about what, whether or not? Uh, it delivered.
1: Well, I think uh, I think Dark Knights delivered everything that it promised, which was a Psycho Justice League full of Batman. And uh, I think what it delivered was not only what it promised, but an entertaining version of what it promised. I still have yet to make my decision about this Metal story arc in general, because I, I'm still not sure what it is. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I'm, I'm very nebulous on, you know, was Metal part of... Dark Knights was Dark Knights part of metal? I think Dark Knights was a subset of metal yeah from I, what I can tell.
0: From my reading of it, Dark Knights was the introduction of all the negative Batman into yes. the metal storyline.
1: right? Yes, that's, that's the closest I can tell. and now'm I'm, I'm waiting to see more about metal. I, I, I have a hard time finding the place for these in the story, but taken on their own, I'm digging them.
2: Well, essentially, I mean the the only thing with the metal is that each one creates its own uh, tuning fork essentially that opens up the other realms for for these guys to to, to travel through
1: let let's well, that's th- the story element itself. I'm talking right. about the the
0: A broader narrative.
1: Thing. yeah, the the issues the the story'm I'm, I'm not sure where the where these fit in the story.
0: All right, so let's handle this in pieces. first of all the 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 broader metaphysics of the the plot behind this. I I'm not terribly interested in the four tribes of humanity that originally existed and went to war. <laughs> the magical property of the what nine different kinds of metal or less mm. or more. Uh, I think one it's ten different types. Yeah. yeah, I think one of them is batmanium. It's yeah, like the, the 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 court of owls and the think None of the metal yeah. powers it, are very interesting to me. None of that really meant anything. But Except that's what metal is, isn't that, it? That's what my point is. But I felt like it did a good job of talking about those things and then immediately dismissing them as being non-essential to the point of this story. So here is my perspective from this. This is a very uni- – I feel like at some point or other when you read comics, you need to step back and from a meta perspective, think about why you're reading this. Please, Frank, enlighten me. So for me – the metaphysics of it didn't really matter, and it didn't, they didn't dwell on it for that long. Mm. It's like, imagine a crossover event for a comic book company where the villain's master plan is ridiculously circuitous and nonsensical, and every issue devotes three to four pages on it. Like, that's the bad way of doing it, and we've all read comics that mm. have done that. When they've spent so much effort in trying to make this thing make internal sense that you just don't care anymore. Metal. Can I I
1: make an example? Sure. This sounds like very much like the Infinity Stones in Marvel with the Infinity Gauntlet. And a problem I think is going on with the movies, people examining the movies right now. Everybody's obsessed with what each Infinity Stone does and how they work and where we're going to find them when gathering the infinity stones didn't even happen in the comic book the infinity gauntlet it was a it was a toss away two issue thing before that thanos quest all you need to know about that is it gives you ultimate power right. when you get them together it gives you ultimate power
0: right and the same thing here where i don't really care about what the metals did and why they interact that way and what has magical properties Mm. I know for a fact that DC Universe has some powerful artifacts. A lot of them are metal and nth metal is a thing that Hawkman Universe talks about but we never really deal with it too much directly. It's the MacGuffin to use a film term. These MacGuffins are not dealt with in an extreme way throughout the most, the most of, of uh, Dark Knights or Metal. It's just something in the background that makes the cataclysm that makes our heroes good together, which is all just a pretense to get like savage looking nasty evil Batman together. Fighting people. This is a pretense for the scene where spoiler alert, Cyborg gets torn to pieces. It's a pretense to oh, no. see the origin of uh, I forgot which which what was the name of the Batman that merges with the Flash, the Red Death. The Red, Red Death. Death, which is my my pick for the most badass of all those. Probably. Batman. Uh, it's just a pretense to show really awesome art and like savage scenes. It's a pretense to put the the circles of hell in Gotham. Like, there's no reason why that that <laughs> the Batman who laughs gives powers to the various rogue gallery villains so that they can make kind of a new version of No Man's Land. It's just because it's really fun. I want to do that. I want to do a world where crazy things happen. And some mm. got more attention than others. I mean, Mad Hatter was kind of a walk-on and one side issue. You barely got to see anything in his world. Yeah. But I if you look at it that way, if you look at all of this as a pretense to see... Scott Snyder and who's the artist on this Greg book?
2: Capullo, yeah, the main ones.
0: yeah. Just playing in the sandbox, then it was fun, and it was a lot of fun. And that's this is one of those things where afterwards you want to ask your friends which is the most evil Batman. Fair question, as long as you bring it up, Frank. Yeah, which was the most evil Batman? I'm claiming uh, the 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 Flash Batman number one because it's both ridiculous and savage it is ridiculous so if you recall and uh, there are spoiler alerts on all of this a batman in one of the alternate universes one of the negative dark multiverse universes decides that he can't live without with his parents being dead he failed to bad. so this is like a batman well into his career has decided you know what screw this i really wish my parents didn't die barry you have the ability to go back in time i want that ability give me it and then he chases him down, hits him with his car, then Death Race 2000s in him to the roof of his car, drives into the Speed Force to somehow, I don't know, take it from him. It's ridiculous and awesome. And seeing the friction burns as Barry gets ripped apart and <laughs> and, and Batman takes his power. Beautiful. My money for the best Batman, evil Batman, Okay, goes to that one. All right. All right, who else? Who's got a Batman that they like? Ken.
2: I liked the concept of the Dawnbreaker, the Green uh, Lantern one, but of that's not the one I'm going with. Oh, really? Uh, the Merciless is actually, I think, the most evil. Really? Because we have a Bruce Wayne that, through the course of the story, was explaining, or at least hinting to the fact that everything that he went through to become this version of himself... Was suffering over the loss of his love, Wonder Woman. Okay, yeah. And then by the end, twisting it and saying, "No, he actually murdered Wonder Woman. It was all to get the helmet of Ares so that he could take over everything and rule as a god."
0: I see. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The idea that you know what there's a dash of injustice. It, in well, there. that
2: and it's the fact that yeah, you know what, I will kill my wife because I don't care. I just want to be a god
0: we We do not sample that people at home do not sample kids saying the following. sorry,
2: I thought that was just my normal Friday night Yeah, well
0: interesting. <clears throat> so all right, I could see that. that definitely he uh did the most brutal thing, I think, in many ways. Mm. All right. All right, Pete, do you have one? Uh, i'm I think I'm going to have to take the easy route. Oh. I, I, it's the Batman who laughs. Yeah,
1: yeah, the Batman who laughs is uh first of all, I love the name.
0: Yeah. Nice just, callback. Oh
1: my God. Call back to Victor Hugo. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and I like it because of the the dramatic twist, I guess you'd call it the the, the the dramatic tension of there's always been this dark and light side interplay between the Batman and the Joker. And to establish a scenario wherein the Joker Essentially, he dies, but he wins because I think in a way, the Joker throughout most of his incarnations has been trying to bring the Batman to his level, trying to turn Batman into himself.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: And this is the success. I think it also introduces a very, very interesting concept, which is almost the, the, the joker as a virus wherein we, we've
0: what's something they played with in the past yeah but, i was know, gonna we,
1: say yeah we've we've played had all these different kaleidoscope versions of the joker's origin who the joker really is and it's conceivable that you could take this and use it to explain that where the joker is a sickness the joker is transmittable Right, right. Essentially. And I think it's, it's, it's definitely not something that they've introduced in canon. You know, They're, they're not saying this is actually how the Joker e- exists. But it's an interesting thought experiment to play out. Right. And right. I really
0: like it. Yeah, Clive I, Barker's I, Batman was a yeah, very cool one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I had a, an, an appreciation for it. I just thought that story had a, a lot of shades of that uh, Batman Returns Joker film with the Joker dying and putting his consciousness into Tim Drake the, and growing, and then it comes out and manifests. Well,
0: Pete uh, called it pretty early on in this episode. He said a lot of this is like a revisiting of Elseworlds, or uh, I know that that's the not other necessarily alternate, an
1: an, Yeah. Alternate reality. Right, it's right.
0: almost as if somebody said, you know what, what if all these other alternate reality books happened, was a little bit more metal, and then they crossovered. Right. And that's an interesting story. Yeah, there, it's yeah. fun.
1: There is a, a, a nice hint of, I liked your Elseworlds story, but I think you could have pushed it further. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And uh, something about the, the tone they set early in this book is like, all right, we don't care. Yeah. We're just going to do this. And good for them. I, I, I enjoyed it on that level I would, I would definitely say. Uh, By the way, before we move on, mm
1: -hmm. honorable mention to I was about to do an honorable mention. Oh, really? Yeah, go for it. Uh, We'll see if we match. Uh, Batman the Murder Machine.
0: Murder Machine. Yes. Wow. That
1: was that was I yeah. (laughs) That was so
0: ridiculous. It was
1: ridiculous. Oh, that was amazing. It was it was a a really. I don't want to say dumb concept. It was like it's on the all of this is
0: on the edge of being like this is ridiculous. But, but you keep oh my
1: god, so brutal!
0: Yeah, what,
1: what, making making his father watch. Uh, it's like oh
0: yeah
2: that issue though i was almost thinking could you imagine if it was marvel and they had tony stark do that with jarvis it, well yeah. there
0: there are some there are some elements in that right In the in the cinematic universe version of jarvis at least uh but yeah just nothing really beats a bunch of evil alfreds yeah. killing people that's just fun it, it was, that's yeah. just good old it fashioned american fun yeah um so yeah i'm i'm prepared to give my review for the for the entire line i on the level, to be of, clear, to yeah. be clear,
1: we're we're talking, we're doing our reviews for Dark Nights,
0: Dark Nights specifically in the metal lines. I, I'm I'm okay with it okay, okay. branching out because I've read enough. Uh, taking this specifically as a ridiculous crossover event that happens in this Elseworlds multiverse uh, and Dark multiverse thing, I like the fact that I could pick it up, read it, follow along, and then put it down and not have to worry about it again for the most part. Uh, So I'm actually going to give this a near mint. I really did enjoy it. I think um, it's one of those qualified near mints that if you pick up the zero issue and you're like, this is ridiculous. Put it down. This isn't for you. This isn't your cup of tea. This isn't your cup of black, evil, Norwegian death metal tea.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm on the fence between good and, and, and near mint. Um, again, there's a lot of things that I really love about it. All these Batmans are crazy and ridiculous and just evil and dark. And I love most of the aspects of all of this. Um, I, I got some issues about it again, being focused on Batman and saying that his destiny was all pretty much foretold through all of this happening, right? That's a bit of a stretch for me, mm-hmm. but uh, there are some great things that came out in some of the ancillary <laughs> books. Um, yeah. the, 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 the Gotham Resistance storyline with, the, with the, uh, the, the Titans and the uh, Suicide Squad was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, even the one that followed it with Green Arrow and, oh no, actually that was it, but uh, with um, Cyborg, which I'm not a fan of. And part of my, my problem was like, I have an issue with DC making Cyborg a thing.
0: Oh yeah, you yeah. Don't, you don't think he should be a main line? I, I love him headliner. as as
2: leader of the Titans. You know, Teen Titans. I, I think it's great. I just, I I always saw him there. I never really saw him as anything, you know, to to, to contend with the uh, with the uh, DC Trinity.
0: To clarify, for those of you who've read comics for quite a while, with me, uh, Booya is a is a uh, cyborg thing, mostly from Teen Titans, the animated show, isn't it? Like I don't remember him mentioning. Yeah, Yeah. I don't remember him doing it often in the comics before. Not
2: that I remember. So I'm
0: glad that they kept that aspect from Go or from Teen Titans. I I think it's fun. It's fine, and it honors the fact that people are finding comic books from all different avenues these days. But this
2: this arc that that is tied into metal actually gave me a better appreciation for cyborg, or at least the way it was written. I really liked it. Um, But yeah, uh, I guess for now until it's over, I'll go near Mint. And All then right. maybe
0: after it's done, we'll go we back and We will definitely revisit this once it's over. Um, I think uh, I'm almost with you on this in, in terms of Cyborg because of Mr. Terrific, because of the like super tech genius on the Justice League team. Yeah, I I, I kind of got used to Mister Terrific, and then Cyborg is sort of sitting. Yeah, into that I was role. always a
2: fan of Mister Terrific and his place on on whatever team he's he's a part of. It just fair like play, said, man. I, I, yeah. yeah, fair play. No, but like I said, it's just just something about you know Cyborg was always just that Teen Titan guy to me. You know, right,
1: right. Mm-hmm. Well, given my uh, my position as a lifelong fan of What If and Else Worlds, adding in my fan of big cosmic crossovers with earth-shaking ramifications. I am almost willing to give this a mint.
0: Oh, wow.
1: But I'm I'm I just can't get past these confusing layers to the story and not quite seeing how they all fit together. It's possible this could change if it is clearly brought together mm-hmm. at the end of the storyline. Uh, but I, I have my doubts based on uh, being hurt by storylines mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, so Scott
0: Snyder won't do you wrong, though.
1: I, I have faith. I have high hopes. Uh, but for now, I have to give it a near mint. You know what actually brought me up Try
2: to fact. near mint from, from good, actually? What's that? Going back to the first issue uh, of it when they're on Mongols' planet.
0: Uh huh. That was really and fun. seeing
2: the JLA uh, <laughs> Power Ranger, but
0: yeah, that's my point. Like early on, they they combine forces and Voltron up, or yeah, Power Ranger up, and become it's it's it fun. was that
2: was interesting. And I'm like, all right, if this is where it's going, I'm down. Yeah, and I'm like, no, this has nothing to do with the story.
0: No, no, and uh, you know what? Whenever all right, there's a scene in the book where I we're trying to like spoiler alert again there's a scene in one of the issues that is perhaps my favorite thing that has ever happened in the comic are you ready for this shoot frank turn up the volume and listen to my voice as i say this to you there is a scene in one of the comics where batman who is being very evasive like peak batman teenager Right? You know how occasionally Batman, if you forget that it's Batman talking, he sounds like a petulant teenager. Like, I don't have to tell my business to any of you. I'm going to do this on my own. No one can help me but me. You know, that kind of thing. Batman's going out. He's trying to find uh, Carter Hall or the the temple for somebody or other um, and find Carter, Carter Hall's notes. And he is uh, attempting to arm himself and go back and defeat this evil, this evil God before when he first became aware of Batman. It's something to do with the menopause. This Very is fight. There. He shows up and he's like lurking in the dark and Superman and Wonder Woman confront him. They find out where he yes. is. Yes. And they're like, hey, Bruce, Bubula, we're friends. We're super powered. We can help at least maybe. And he's like, I have to do this alone, and I've got this. And he manifests the thing that has been this powerful MacGuffin that we've been talking about for like an issue or two in the Zero issue and the first issue. This thing that has been hidden from the rest of the Justice League, the secret weapon that Batman kept alive despite the fact that he probably should have. And it's Baby Dark Side, Yes. Which is hilarious. So petulant teenager Batman pulls out from somewhere, his pocket, his cape, a baby, a blue, and it's a baby, it is full baby, baby blue, somewhat adorable with goggles on, and he's like, this is my secret weapon. You can't um, understand how much joy I had in my heart that Batman in an ancient Egyptian temple talking to like an uh, the slightly upset Superman and Wonder Woman produced a baby and said, I'm going to use this baby. His goal was to use that baby to shoot himself in the face, send himself back in time like he did when he died in a few years ago. And that didn't mm-hmm. really stick. And fight the evil with
1: babies. I'm going to shoot myself in the face with a baby. That's that is a Batman
0: comic book. Peak comic book. Look at it. Look at it. Look at Baby Darkseid and just the
1: I borrowed these goggles from Hugo Strange.
0: It's it's amazing. It really is. That is my favorite moment, possibly of all comics all time. Uh, I I might have to change this to a minute because <laughs> this is this is a baby it was his key his key plan was to shoot himself with the, it like they had it had been years that he had probably years that he had been hiding this baby I don't even know what happened to Darkseid apparently they he got turned him. into
1: a baby apparently
0: they were fighting him at some point and then he got turned into a baby and then Batman's like you know what I'm the Dark Knight. I'm planning the future, and this baby's gonna be useful one day. And he locked. Don't him worry
1: in- about how I did it. It's the new fifty-two.
0: I think he. Locked it's always been this way. He locked him up with Doctor Mister Terrific. I don't remember how it was explained, if at all, but. I remember wow. Darkseid's
1: daughter was upset about it for some reason.
0: Actually, because uh, her baby father was kidnapped actually, but,
2: by Batman. But Batman has a horrible track record with children. But then the other thing, too, is he
0: brings hey, us hey, up. Hey, Damien's and worked then, but, out okay so
2: far. He never even gets to use it.
0: No, he doesn't. The it, Court but, of Owls takes it. That's awesome I'm okay with the fact that they've introduced the the Chekhov's gun is the fact that there's a dark side baby that the court of owls has I dare some comic reader in the future to understand any of what just happened yeah
1: that is one of the uh, the 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 rules the unwritten rules of comic books is that if you have a baby dark side in your comic, he has to go off
0: yeah so we, we've got a couple issues before this is all over we don't know where baby omega beams there's a scene in that right after there where I can even I'm not even looking at the book right now and I know exactly what happens this is when I think the Dark Knight's first manifest Batman uh, Superman and Wonder Woman are looking all shocked Batman's all shocked baby Side, who is like on the floor is pointing up Goo gaga right there go back go back go back that splash page, I think the one right before that. There it is. There he is. That's little baby. You wouldn't blink and you miss it. Just go, yep, right. Oh there. my God, you're right. He's b- He's actually just pointing he's up. Pointing he's up like a pointing up. sitting little Adorable evil baby. I meant. I'm, I'm changing my ruling. This is. A Mint. I never even recognized that. Right? Damn it, Frank. We had a consensus. God, it is amazing. Think of the potentials for Dark Side Babies, the Saturday morning cartoon. Dark Side play. Baby. It is the best thing that has ever been drawn. I, I dare anyone to find anything better. We'll find out. There's only a few more issues left of this. Uh, so, yeah, we are. Consensus is give it a shot if you like this kind of thing, because I think you'll enjoy this book. Um, and it's 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 pretty in depth, as opposed to a couple of these big story arcs that we were talking about recently, where it's like. You know, kind of thin, like four issues and tie-ins that don't really matter. Yeah. This is a good old-fashioned tie-ins matter. I, I enjoy the book very much. All right. So uh, we agreed. In a few weeks, we'll meet up again and talk about the uh, the, the aftermath of this story arc and to see if that checkoff gun of a baby
1: goes off. I agreed to no such thing, but I'll do it. All right. Good. Right.
0: Awesome. Uh, yes. Uh, well, if you enjoyed this episode of Near Mint Comic Radio, please subscribe and rank us because that is a way we could reach other geeks like you. Thank you and good night.
2: This has been a non-productive media presentation